The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 3rd. I'm Donald Ware, hope you enjoyed our podcast on yesterday and hope you've been enjoying these podcasts, however you may be getting them, whether you're watching them on the Box to Row YouTube channel or on BoxToRow.com and iHeartMedia.com. Well, um, going back a couple of weeks ago, MEAC had its media day in Norfolk and I had a chance to catch up with the head football coach of Norfolk State, Dawson Odoms, in his third season. And of course, for the Spartans, a disappointing 2-9 and nine season. Definitely looking for a turnaround in 2022. It was life after their uh, superstar quarterback. But got to figure that the quarterback's going to be implemented. Uh, better grasp of the system. I know uh, Odoms really, um, you know, really tried to emphasize to his players that, hey, uh, we really need to get into the weight room. He would he would really emphasize that on the MEAC coaches' calls uh, on Monday on last year. But anyway, this is Dawson Odoms in his own words as I had a chance to catch up with him a couple of weeks ago at MEAC. Media. Always enjoy chopping it up with Dawson Odoms in his second season as the head football coach. 
at Norfolk State. We're here in Norfolk at the MEAC Media Day. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Always good to see you, Coach Otis. What's going on? Well, it's great, man. I think anytime we get Media Day football season right around the corner, so the excitement goes up. No doubt. Um, you've been back. You've been back in the Carolinas, man, lately. Always uh, try to get home as much as I can. That's really the good thing about being in Norfolk State, you know, close to home, so I'm able to, to go a lot more than I used to. You know, parents get older, so uh, try to see them as much as I can and, and be in their lives as long as I can. You know, we ain't gonna have them forever. So, uh, but I really think that that move really helped me and my family and and get a chance to go to North Carolina a little bit more. You know what I found out more recently, but we do this eight, we do this, I'm countdown to kickoff in North Carolina where the North Carolina HBCUs uh, coaches come together. As a matter of fact, we did it last Saturday. Eight of the nine coaches came through. It was a great event. But I just found out, so Trey Oliver and um, Adrian Jones uh, were on the central team. Sam Washington, when we did it a couple of years ago, all three of those head coaches were there were really cool. But what I found out more interesting is you were on that team. I had no idea. You played with those guys at North Carolina Central. I did not, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, yes, those guys they, were. What, what was your real, they called, they didn't call you Dawson. They called you, you maybe by your government. Oh, Tyrone. Yes, <laughs> yes. And they all call me Tyrone, so it's a... Uh, but I, I tell people all the time that, you know, that was the best best years of my life. And I enjoy. I was a little older than those guys, so um, mentors to those guys when they were coming in as, as, as young guys. And when we talk about leadership, you don't really know the impact you have until you look back. But now I can look back at those guys and say, I played a part in Adrian Jones' life. I played the part in Trey Oliver's life. I played the part in Sean Gill's life. And look at what North Carolina Central and us being a part of each other's lives has done for us. And for that, you just take your hat off. And that's the same thing that I'm trying to do for the young men of Norfolk State is play a part in their life to help them guys understand that football is going to end. But you're going to be a father a lot longer than you go play. You're going to be a husband, hopefully, a lot longer than you ever play football. And this community needs you to be a servant a lot more when you play football and try to help them guys grow in those areas. Um, you know, some may characterize last season as a tough season, maybe. How would you characterize last season? Uh, I just think it's like any other season. I think you got to go through it, okay? The, yep. the fall don't last long. The spring don't last long. The summer don't last long. And, there's no two springs that are the same. There's no two summers that'll be the same. It's just a part of the journey you got to go through, and I think you have to know that prior to you taking the job. Like I really knew that the hardest year we were going to have was year two uh, because of the talent and the way the team was structured and the time frame in which we got here. I knew that that we made some decisions to win year one, and now year two those freshmen got to play. Now those freshmen are sophomores, so year three won't be as as difficult as a talent standpoint or a depth standpoint to where we got to play, you know, 23 freshmen. So now you're going to see more sophomores and juniors and seniors on the field sprinkled in with a few freshmen. So now I think you'll begin to see guys that's playing that have a little bit more experience as it relates to getting ready to play games. You know, if I remember correctly, and I, I was when, you, when um, Norfolk came to Greensboro, was at that game. You played a, uh, but I think you may have even played a sort of a two quarterback system last year, if I'm not mistaken. Is that this going to be the, sort of the same deal? And um, 
and who on day one, if you had to say right now, would be your starting quarterback? Oh, no, I don't think that's going to be the same system. I think what we'll have is one guy to go out there to represent us as a starting quarterback, and then two and three are very capable of going in and being the starting quarterback. That's the biggest difference is that if people know me know that we've always had depth at quarterback, and we haven't had that until this year. So we've had a starter in 21 and an average guy behind him in, in 21. We had a starter in 22 and probably an average guy behind him. So, But discipline is the key at that position. And I think competitions, competition increases your discipline because you want to play. When you know somebody else behind you has just as much talent as you and that the only deciding factor is going to be discipline, it, it raises your level of play. So who, so who would be that starting guy? Well, we got about four guys that's going to come okay. to fall camp and be in competition for it. We haven't named the starter yet. But I think the guys kind of know who those three or four guys are that they're going to get the reps in fall camp. Okay, and who – just name – you don't have to – just who are who are those guys? Well, you got uh, Otto Coons, who's the guy that was here returning. Uh, you got Ruben Lee, who's here, uh, came in as a JUCO transfer. Uh, Cameron Sapp uh, transferred in from Florida a and He's here. You got Isaiah Whiteside, who was a redshirt freshman last year. Nolan James is a true freshman. Those here. Then you got Mark Wagner, who's a transfer from Virginia. So those are the guys that I think will be in camp and vying for opportunity to be our starting quarterback. Speak to some of the other offensive guys you're expecting big things from in 2023. Well, our line. Okay. I, I really think. Before we even talk about a skill guy, our line has to play really dominant. And if they do, our offense is going to be special. Uh, I think what we do over there is is challenging to defenses. Uh, they really challenging. Uh, 53 side to side, ends on the end zone. Uh, we got speed and we got depth. Now we can stay healthy and our quarterback can play really well. I think we're going to be uh, a team to be reckoned with. We're going to fly under the radar because nobody really knows much about us, but I'm okay with that. This is preseason picks. It means absolutely nothing. But I think when we get to October and it's settled on the field, uh, we hope to be the last team standing when we get to November. How how strong will your defense be this year? I think our defense is going to be lights out. I think we've improved our speed. We improved our depth in the secondary, and we improved our standpoint, our knowledge. I think our guys are older, and they have a better understanding. And then we made some coaching changes. Uh, I really think the coaches that we've added are very knowledgeable of the game. Uh, I, I like the fact that they're good people. Uh, I think each time we make a hire, we think about the person. And that's made our coaching staff a lot better. That's made our relationship with our players a lot better. And you're starting to see that. And if we can continue to build on that, uh, because we're bringing in a wealth of knowledge when it comes to our coaches that are coming in. And you can see the teaching and understanding. I'm excited for our staff and our players. Uh, I'm excited about 2023. Yeah. And then lastly, the schedule. Can you speak to, you know, speak to the schedule? Labor Day Classic. You shouldn't go no further. It's Labor Day weekend. 30,000 seat stadium, everybody off on Monday. What else is there to do? They come to North, the weather's going to be great. You know, we can't control it, but you got to think that time of year, the weather's going to be great. Uh, got a two o'clock kickoff. I mean, you can tailgate before the game, after the game. You ain't got to go work Monday. I would love to see this campus have two homecomings this year Labor Day Classic is homecoming one, and then our regular homecoming in October. I think that it would be wonderful for our university, our program, 
the excitement and atmosphere, the exposure. That's really what it's about. Is that when you start having flyovers and the game is packed and you're able to start making videos and you start seeing that and, and the TV channels, the news channels start running that, people start saying, I want to go to Norfolk State. And that's what Labor Day Classic is all about. Coach Odoms, we appreciate the time in this third season as the head football coach at Norfolk State joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Good luck to you and the Spartans this season, Coach Odoms. Always a pleasure. Behold the green and gold. <laughs> so I hope you got something. You learned a little bit of something uh, more maybe that you didn't know about Dawson Odoms, the man, but what his expectations are for Norfolk State in 2023. He knows this is a this is the year that the Spartans have to get something done. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dawson Odoms. Again, don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Watch us on the Box to Row YouTube channel. Listen or download the podcast at BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia.com. And hey, while you're on the Box to Row YouTube channel, subscribe because it's not only the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, but their conversations, our radio boss um, conversations, uh, right? There are other conversations there um, on the website, or excuse me, on the Box to Row YouTube channel. Also, give us your comments, as you've been doing, on the Box to Row Twitter uh, page, uh, which is, of course, at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Talk with you tomorrow. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.